You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. of doom episode two (laughs) it might have theme music by the time i put it excellent excellent uh yeah i'm here with the summers brothers rob and russ hello Hello. and we've uh, got more questions horror questions to deliberate on this week the one we're gonna launch in with is what are the best foreign language horror films and there's a lot of and I, this is the one I guarantee you we're going to probably have the most amount of stuff we disagree about. Okay. Because I have very strong feelings about some of the most loved foreign language horror films in the other way. <laughs> but um, one of the ones that I might say that you might go, oh, I fucking hate that movie. Are you insane? Uh-oh. Is Inside. Not a film I have seen. I, I just um, I think couldn't bring myself brothers, to watch I don't know it. If we, I think we should qualify by saying that we're pretty squeamish. So um, I have not seen that one because I feel like the entire time I would be uh, twisting in my seat. You would be. You're absolutely right. You would be twisting isn't, in isn't your there, seat. There's a, isn't there a remake of it? Uh, not that I'm, I've ever seen. But okay. yeah, it's a French movie where uh, this woman is... Um, She's pregnant. She's in her house. There's a home invasion. Someone is like calling her, saying, "I'm going to take your baby," and it's it's a really simple story that ends up being incredibly disturbing and really gory. And based on a true story, if I'm not is that mistaken. right? Is it? Yeah, I'm totally oh freaked. God, out. that's really freaky to know that. I'm not happy that that's that's true. Um, yeah, I found it incredibly scary and definitely brutally violent. Definitely a defining like movie in the French new wave horror movement of which I dislike most of the other films like high tension. And I like high tension. Okay. I thought the ending was kind of goofy, but I like it a lot. Um, but I was thinking more like martyrs, right? Which I can't stand. I think that's just torture. I think that's just torture porn. Yes. Which I know is a iffy term. What's torture porn? What's not? I'm like, yeah, that's when you spend like an hour of the film, just torturing somebody like quite literally in the most literal sense. I would say that's torture porn. I would agree. <laughs> did you have well, Russ? Which one did you want? To- uh, I was going to mention, um, and I, I always say this as probably one of my favorite scary movies of all time uh, is the uh, South Korean film The Eye. Mm, yeah, I, I just not the Jessica Alba. Remake. Not the Jessica Alba. Remake Please to skip that it. at all costs. And yeah. that sequence in the when they're in the I think it's a schoolroom mm-hmm. and the ghost just just throws herself at him. I jumped out of my seat. The, the the opening when she's uh, uh, has the the eye surgery and she can't see well and you start to realize the ghosts are around her was that that was the moment I knew we were in for it. I think part of the reason it worked and the remake didn't is because there's kind of a beautiful subtlety to the South Korean one. It's almost kind of ambient in its creepiness, and the American remake is just wants to be just very in your face. It wants to be a haunted house it's experience. A big jump scare movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's junk. Uh, but the uh, Korean eye just really builds, and when it gets scary, it gets really scary. Yeah, that's the Pang Brothers, who unfortunately never really did anything even close to as it's, good as it's it. It's so well done. Maybe the ending's a, a mild disappointment, but but the the first two thirds and the, and the and the conceit are so well done and so genuinely scary. 
Um, for us, I think I think when you first watched it, didn't you lie to your girlfriend and tell her? I told her I was tired, so we could turn it off and I could watch it in the daytime. <laughs> for guys who like, but I will deny that story if anyone ever. For asks guys me. who make horror films, you guys are kind of little girls. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I will not argue. Yeah. Um, so fairly, fairly uh, good description. Uh, throwing in a classic, eyes without a face. Have never seen that one. It's uh, I'll have to loan you the criteria no, of it. Is that a scary movie? Is that a horror movie? Oh yeah, absolutely it is. Okay. Um, and it's got some of the most memorable imagery of any horror film I've ever seen, and I don't mean gory per se. Although there are actually some pretty gross sequences. Uh, directed by uh, Georges Franju, definitely considered to be one of the classic horror films of all time. 1960, um, based on the novel. Uh, it's one of those mad scientists who is kidnapping girls and cutting their faces off to try and put them on his daughter who's has lost her face. Her face has been totally disfigured and he's keeps doing this. And the daughter is like, I'm not crazy about this whole thing, <laughs> but it's very arty and it's very beautiful and it's super spooky. Um, I was going to mention wreck. Yeah. Good the, choice. Uh, Spanish, uh, Spanish found footage movie. Maybe the, Maybe the best found footage movie I've ever seen. I would I would not only agree with you, but I would say the sequel is even better. Wreck 2 is terrific as well. Um, if you have not seen them, uh, basically it's about a documentary crew following a fire... fire uh, uh, crew. Yeah, mm-hmm. a fire crew who go into a building and then realize that everyone is infected with some kind of uh, zombie flu. And a really great ending. Yeah, yes. which the American remake... Put their dick in the dirt on completely. Uh, the, the American remake has a different name. It's uh, contaminated or what's it called? Infection. Uh, uh, quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah, skip that at all costs. But watch the original wreck. Uh, it was. I remember the. There's a couple of jumps in that movie that I, I mean, like I watched with like six or seven people in the entire room lit up. I did. It got to do an interview uh, years ago with the guy who plays the monster at the end. No way. Yeah, who was us? Couldn't be sweeter. Oh, was awesome. like a, he was like one of those guys. He just laughs a lot and he's like super friendly, but he's also really disturbing to look at because he really is like he's got. I forget his condition, but he's super extended limbs and super skinny and creepy skeletal looking. You're like. Uh, okay, and then he's just filled with joy. Just well, the nicest guy. A terrific flick. Yeah. And, uh, an excellent sequel, which I can't say about almost any movie. Or any of the other Rex sequels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the last one is okay, but it doesn't give you what we thought we were heading towards. I right. Mean, it really should have been going... I mean, because the last sequel is kind of like, okay, it's another Rex movie instead of the promised apocalypse, which it's subtitled with, which is where it seems like we're going... Now, is that the one that becomes a real movie? That's the, is that, you're talking about Wreck 3, right? No, Wreck 3 is the one that's at the wedding. The wedding yeah. Wreck 4 is on the ship. I didn't know there was a Wreck 4. Yes. Wreck 4 is much better than Wreck 3. They wanted to make a horror comedy with Wreck 3, and you're like, no! Why would you suddenly take a horror series and decide to make one of the chapters a horror comedy? I, I, I don't remember much of Wreck 3. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's not very out. good. Um, I was going to mention Let the Right One In. Absolutely. Cannot. Uh, if you have not seen that, probably one of the better 
It's probably one of the best vampire movies ever. It's one of the few films as well that I will say the American remake is pretty much just as good as the original. I've, I skipped the American remake. It's got so much good stuff in it. It's really? A, it, it, is it, it almost the same movie? No, it makes a lot of different choices. I mean, plot-wise, yes, but along the way it makes a lot of different choices. The only problem I have with it at all, there's one sequence that I just don't understand why they did in CG instead of live action. Like, they could have just as easily done it live action. I'm like, okay, okay why did you do that? But then there's... A sequence in there that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. There's a car accident scene that is the best filming of a car accident you've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, so if you haven't seen Let the Right One In, uh, highly recommend it. Uh, that guy also went on to direct Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. He is mm. an incredibly gifted director. A movie I'm not actually crazy about. Well, I, I, beautiful, stunningly designed. Uh, yeah, I don't stunningly know, summer's dull. Summer's brothers need to go contrarian. Yeah. Love Disagree. That one. But, if you, but Let the Right One In is definitely a, an amazingly well-directed Actually, film. the guy who wrote the book, I've read two of his other books, and they're great. Oh, if wow. you what, get to what, read what, anything else. Um, there, there's one where he is uh, doing... Basically, The Returned, if you've seen that show, okay. it's a very similar type thing way before The Return came out. In fact, I think it predated Let the Right One In, and then I just forget the name of the other one. <laughs> um, it's been a while. I also want to mention The Orphanage. Okay, yeah, who, Jay Bayona, who is moving on to take over the Jurassic World series with right. the second he's one. he's going on to some big stuff, but and, and uh, ha- really neat. Uh, really neat horror movie, fairy tale, uh, just a really cool, unusual, cool flick. A great, a great seance sequence in that one as well. Um, I have to throw in the grudge. You know, people go, but what about the ring? I'm like, like the ring remake is a lot better than the original Japanese film. But the grudge is the other way. The American remake doesn't really work. The Japanese one is genuinely frightening as hell. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for the American remake. No, it's not good. But the original Japanese one totally works and is super creepy. I think I had nightmares after that one. Grudge. So freaky. Um, I I uh, wanted to mention once again uh, from South Korea. Uh, I saw the devil, which oh, is not a movie about the devil. No. But uh, serial killers. Uh, serial so killers. My feeling on that was: is that a horror movie? Uh, absolutely. Okay, so you think it is? Oh, yeah. All right, so well then. I, I feel, I, I understand what you're saying, but I feel that there's enough stuff in there to make it a horror movie. It's a horror movie crossed with a revenge thriller. Crossed with a serial killer movie. Well, I mean, that's the horror that's movie the horror part. part. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, uh, Kim Ji Won, who... Uh, is an amazingly gifted director. Oh, one of those guys who has done, like, as dark as that film is, and boy... It's dark. Uh, he also did the good, the bad, and the weird, which is Great like movie. one of the most fun co- action comedies ever. One of the movies since Raiders of the Lost Ark to be in that kind of style. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I saw the devil with basically a cop who's just tormenting a serial killer who took people away from him. I think his daughter away from him. His fiance. His fiance. Yeah. And so he's like just following this guy and like tearing his life apart and gradually and like you know he'll catch him. And fuck with them, and then let them go, and go. I'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, crazy. It's a really cool flick. Yeah, uh, and and stunningly direct. The guy is an amazing director. Yeah, a visual, uh, just a really, really terrific flick. Um, I was going to mention. Um, I don't know if this counts, <coughs> but the uh, Lars. I guess it's not a movie, but the Kingdom. Lars. Oh yeah. Cheers, eight part. Um, TV series, yes. Is, is Didn't he do a sequel Danish, to it too? I he did thought the Kingdom Two as well, which I never saw the second one. It's harder to see, but a, a, a pretty scary ghost story. Uh, people like to call it Twin Peaks, 
in a, in BTR. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. Right, the, and uh, hard to see. I don't know. If it's really available. It's not as Lars von Trieri as his movies are. Right, I know that. That should be. A Are you saying that's a good thing or a bad? thing? It depends on how you feel about. I mean, like, some, calling something not Lars von Trier isn't necessarily a, a, like a good thing if you're a Lars von Trier fan. There's lots of well, the bulk of movies if, ever made are not Lars von Trier. But if you like Lars von Trier, you're in luck. He shows up at the beginning to introduce each episode. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, so. he's like the log lady of yeah, this particular. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a super it's, creepy ghost like. Series, yeah, is that? I don't know. It's not a movie, but it's still. It's a horror TV series that's filmed incredibly cinematically. I mean, Stephen King tried to launch it here. Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, at all. Uh, I have to throw in the Japanese film Kuroniko, which uh, I believe means a black cat in a bamboo grove. Is the the story from a 1968 black and white Japanese horror ghost story adaptation of a supernatural folktale set during a civil war. In Japan, where it's a woman and her daughter who haunt this house along a trail, and they regularly, like, are seducing men and bringing them in and then murdering them. And oh. then, of course, the, the the daughter falls in love with one of the men. Now, it's not the most atypical plot in the world, especially for Japanese ghost stories, but it's so gorgeous. Wow. It's just like oh my god every shot in this thing is, now, is haunting and beautiful on yeah it's criterion put it out oh all right yeah. criterion yeah kuroniko is is amazing now, is it actually scary you know i mean how many older films are actually scary fair enough you know i mean even films that you see why they were terrifying at the time right. like uh, the innocence right. or the haunting they don't they're not really very scary anymore but you totally get why they freaked people out when they came out that's fair yeah okay uh, I don't have any other... I'm trying to think of any other foreign ones. Uh, Russ and I wanted to mention the last 15 minutes of Through a Glass Darkly, Ingmar Bergman's... Uh, I s- still have not seen that. Part of his uh, Faith Trilogy, uh, Bergman's movies, I-, I think, are actually horror movies a lot of times. They may not be... And con- genuinely scary. Yeah, not conventional horror movies in the sense of monsters or whatever, but... I would say the end of that movie still disturbs me all the time, and it's mostly just someone talking about something that they've seen. So, not for everybody. Bergman's uh, still a difficult filmmaker, but pretty. Uh, he, that guy makes horror movies. There, there may be more horror movies than Soul, but they're horror movies and they're foreign movies. So, just <laughs> want to throw that one in there. Yeah, um, I had to throw in as well. House or Housen, the totally batshit insane Japanese horror film that's best known for a scene where a piano eats a woman. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still have not seen that. All, also, it, not a gas. I feel like after a while, the weirdness would get exhausted. Those type of absurdity, like, because, boy, the Japanese make some totally absurd movies out There's stuff I can't imagine sitting through that's been made. And this is one I was with it all the way to the end. And no, it barely makes sense. But it's all pretty awesome, the stuff that's happening. And it's not just, like, so many of those are like, oh, it's another sex joke. Oh, look, her boobs are growing and, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like the Funky Forest or something like that where you're like, come on, it's three hours of this shit. Are you serious? This isn't like that. It's like, it's almost kind of precious. Wow. Yeah. Not the way I describe most horror movies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because you're not going to be scared by it. It's like a fever dream. Like okay. a bu- from an eight-year-old having a horror dream, you know? Wow. Yeah. All um, right. Put that on the maybe list. Uh, and then you, you can't do this list without mentioning, of course, The Devil's Backbone. For us? Uh, what? Do you... you 
I don't love the Devil's Backbone, okay. uh, but I, I the 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 ghost in typical Del Toro fashion is stunning. Yeah. Like he it's the, Visually the level beautiful. of design and the idea behind it. Um, and there's a couple of scary sequences in in it, but it's not really I. I don't, it, definitely by the middle of the movie, it goes off into this other movie that I, I still I had a hard time tracking with the story. Okay, but, but um, if you are a Del Toro fan, uh, uh, it's definitely something that, that you should see if you haven't seen it before. I know it's one of his smaller films, yeah, um, which is one of the things to, to love about it. Yeah. I think it was uh, pretty much his after Chronos. You know, that was his movie that. Broke him wide open, Devil's Backbone. And he hadn't done... I guess he. it was the movie he made after Mimic. Yeah. So... Did not, which, which by the way, Mimic is very underappreciated. For very underappreciated. That, and uh, we have that on a... Yeah, we have that on another list. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, what other ones? I, uh, I, and that's... I think that's all I actually okay. had. Oh, uh, the Audition, which I'm actually not the world's biggest fan of, but people will kill you if you don't put it on the list. Basically, any Takashi Miki... Uh, I, I think it's actually one of his lesser films, but I will admit that last 15 minutes or so of Audition is one of the freakiest like things in any film ever. You know, the moment you start hearing the piano wire cutting into bone, just that audio effect is like, oh. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have listed that I'm one. I'm giving just... rest the vapors. Yeah, maybe that one with the uh, disturbing endings one. All right, well, then let's move on to uh, the top five non-humanoid monsters. Okay, so so this was a tough one. Yes, it was. Because um, another one that someone mentioned was just monsters. But non-humanoid monsters is, is really tricky. I don't think there's a lot... Because... I was trying to decide what that meant, and I, I know that I'm going to go straight up and just get this one off the off the table because it's probably the absolute best one, which is the thing. John Carpenter's yes. uh, creature is probably the standard bearer for anything non-human uh, in a horror film or a sci-fi film or whatever film. It's just an amazing creation that is completely non-human. It takes on our form, but it takes on multiple forms. It's Every Cthulhu nightmare, it's 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 beautifully realized. It is the movie monster. Some of the most stunning practical visual effects ever made. I if you haven't seen the thing, it's a it's one of the best movies ever made, and it's definitely the best non-human creature I've ever seen in a film. If we realized. if we had been asked as a list, what are the best uh, remakes that are better than the original? That would be on that list yeah. as well. <laughs> That'd be tops. What other ones did you pick? Because I'm really curious about this. So much Jaws. Jaws, Jaws is a good. Jaws is so. Are we are we going to include sort of uh, animal? Sure, because I would say uh, uh, Deep Blue Sea. I know it gets yeah. a lot of crap, <laughs> but I think it's a really entertaining. Deep movie. Blue Sea gets credit from me for one main thing, I, as as it does with most people. But I I enjoy yeah. the rest of the movie too. Okay, uh, I think for for what it is, is kind of a it's entertaining. It's, uh, yeah, oh, it's sort of a '90s sort of uh, junky action movie. I think it has a lot that I really like. Was that it. Rennie Harlan? Rennie Harlan, baby, yeah, in his wheelhouse. I just watched that film he did with uh, uh, Jackie Chan, Skip Trace, and Johnny Knoxville. I was about to say, yeah. It's not good. Wow. Yeah. Harlan oh, is... The Mighty Fallen. Yeah. Um, what are the ones did you pick? Uh, Jaws, is, Jaws is a great Jaws one. Jaws is a... Like, for me, that was like, okay, the other no-brainer Even other than now, the thing. Even now, that you know? film resonates probably in people's subconscious and in their fears almost more than any other movie I can think oh, of. Oh, that's the... My number one phobia is sharks. Like, it in is real life. almost everyone's, and it, it is directly attributable to that film. Um, I was... I 
listed uh, the Graboids from Tremors. I had them on as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those, the they're really—they're just a neat creation. They're, they're smaller dune sandworms that are eating people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had uh, the ruins. Not a film that I loved, but a totally awesome, weird. Creature I've always heard that the book is amazing, which I've never read. I haven't read the book. I was either. not crazy about the movie, but it I was, was not either. But as far as creatures go, those vines in there uh-huh. getting any where they were—they were an original. Guy. It's it's really nice to see finally the 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 trees from Evil Dead Two getting more work. Right, yeah, <laughs> that was a long time coming. Uh, what other ones did you pick on there? Uh, well, Godzilla, come on. Now, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Godzilla, yeah. Come I would on. say that like that's a borderline humanoid, but I say when you get to okay, well. Is he more humanoid or is he more dinosaur? And I see he's definitely closer to a dinosaur right. than I would say humanoid. Right. And you can't not list Godzilla. And a, 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 yeah, it's a creature that resonates in, in pop culture consciousness. Oh, yeah. It has just towers over everything else. I had... Uh, Russ, Russ mentioned... Uh, did you want to mention uh, this one? Uh, oh, them. Uh, the old uh, 1950s. Oh, the giant ants? The giant ants is uh, a movie... I think we sort of think of as as sort of the the classic sort of matinee uh, black and white monster movie from the fifties um, with sort of uh, atomic panic to it, but a movie that when I finally saw it uh, a few years ago was blown away by how modern the storytelling was and the the unfolding of of the the uh, the, the reveal of sort of what was happening with with the giant ants and then where it went. So a much more intelligent, thoughtful. Uh, and and cool movie that I think it, it's given credit for. And great ants. And great ants. <laughs> uh, I'll throw in the blob. And frankly, both versions. The original yeah. classic one with Steve McQueen and the remake, which is really underrated as hell. Yeah, uh, uh, written by Frank Darabont. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was a genuinely scary creature right. in both those movies even in the original it it's that concept of this sentient just blob that literally dissolves absorbs you and dissolves you down to nothing that's there's really freaky. no way to sort of do battle with yeah it. once you've t- it's touched you you're pretty much fucked i'm i'm sort of surprised there, there hasn't been a, a new remake of that i'm kind of surprised by that too uh russ and i um uh also picked oh, where is it i had <laughs> I know. That's right. This is riveting podcast. R- riveting. The Eraserhead Baby. Okay. The Eraserhead Baby. Just it builds to it, and it does not disappoint. It is totally <laughs> freaky. You're just like, what is this? I don't know what's happening. And then I wanted to mention uh, the burrowers from the burrowers. Oh, I totally forgot about it. Yeah. We were just talking about that yeah, like last night really, too. A really underrated little scene uh, western horror film that you know has these great creatures in it that. Um, attack! Uh, I think they 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 come up from the ground and they suck you down. And yeah, they, I want to say they mash you up. They're, and they're they're really scary and they're a great metaphor for a lot of things. And they're great monsters. Yeah, agreed. Um, just to finish out the cl- topic, uh, the Triffids, of course. The Triffids. You, know, yeah, that's you good. can't not have them from the day of the Triffids. Uh, Clo- the Cloverfield monster, which I always see referred to as just Clover, Basically, which I don't I think was ever. Mo- yeah, that, is that? I don't, that's I, not the official name. I don't think, know if there is an that's official name. That's a lazy name. name. Yeah. But I, I, I do think, uh, basically, the creature from every J.J. Abrams movie. So huh. that creature is also in Super 8. They all kind of, I think one person must have designed all of his creatures. But I'll say that next to the uh, 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 Jaws, in terms of scariest uh, sequences with like non-human monsters, 
I get, and uh, not everyone qualifies this as a horror film, and I don't know why, because it absolutely is a horror film, is the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Yes. That scene where the kids are in the car and it's just bashing down on the glass, I that's the closest I've ever come to pissing my pants in a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely feel how low we are on the evolutionary chain. And, and apparently even the actors were, like, frightened out of their minds filming oh, that wow. sequence. Because it wasn't a bunch of CG. It was a giant, really realistic-looking, like, animatronic T-Rex that was bashing on them. And they were, like... Terrified. Um, can I mention a couple of non uh, or humanoid type monsters real quick? Just sure, we'll count out. that under that original question of uh, the creature features. Right. I, uh, I wanted to mention Nightbreed. If you like monsters, Ooh, that movie yes. has a bunch of terrific monsters. In Based a, on the Clyde Barker uh, novel, yeah, directed by novelette. Clyde Barker. And speaking of David Cronenberg, he is uh, one of the uh, has one of the best uh, masks I've ever seen in it. Yeah, he has a rare turn acting in and that he's film. Terrific. Yeah, he's so good playing the villain. But uh, if you like monsters, that. That is a great uh, monster movie. Uh, Mimic. Uh, yeah. I, I think guess those are non-humanoid. Humanoid. I think that totally counts. Yeah, yeah they're uh, bugs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and I think I think Rolling Stone, the original review of it, made this wonderful point that in, in the hands of Guillermo del Toro, rather than just sort of being creatures, it could be silly. But they're really beautiful and and uh, elegant. For the record, the director's cut, which finally got released about two years ago or so, is make a significant improvement on the original oh, wow. America, um, original that's release. A, why have we not seen? That? I don't know. It's that's really available? yes. You have that? Yes. We taking that home with us. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, the splice monster. Uh, if you haven't seen splice, oh yeah, a pretty fascinating uh, creature. Um, and then a film that. Uh, not a lot of people loved, but that I have revisited over and over and over again. I at least thought it was an original monster. Was Blood Creek? If you have not, I've not seen that. Okay, so uh, 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 brief rundown on this one. Um, it's uh, Joel Schumacher directed it. I know, I know. Joel Schumacher directed. <laughs> He's made a few good films. Um, this one is a, a kind of neat idea where there's a brother who has vanished uh, when he was camping with his younger brother. And uh, they're both grown men, but he he returns in the middle of the night and says, "You have to come with me." And he takes him back to this house where he had been kept as uh, alive for this uh, German family who is keeping him alive for a Nazi vampire that they have. Oh Jesus! And the Nazi vampire is played by the one, the only Russ Michael Fashbender. Michael Fashbender. Seriously? Yes. And uh, the lead hero, the younger brother, is uh, you may know him as Clark Kent, Superman, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty sweet, but the Nazi. Monster is really cool. He's like he molds. He has all these like tattoos all over him. Uh, it's just he's a really neat creation. And then the final one I wanted to mention, as far as movies that not a lot of people saw, was Spring. Oh, so good! Uh, and a wonderful creature uh, at the center of it that uh, is, I guess, humanoid. Human. No, she's definitely a human. She just has a. You know, it's like a venereal disease almost. Yeah, <laughs> what she's got. But like, a really great uh, creature. Great, flick. Great, another great very creature. underseen horror oh, that slowly I mean, is growing a like underseen whole audience. is saying a lot. I yeah. would say seen at all. Uh, so. It's one of those that is growing an audience. So they Draft House Films put out a really sweet Blu-ray of it uh, about a year ago or so, wow. like a really nice one. And through there, you know, every Alamo in the country has a Alamo Presents vending machine where you can look see, and all their Blu-rays are right there in the vending machine. And a lot of people are discovering it. Well, it was on Amazon Prime for a little bit. If you catch it, that and Blood Creek, I think Blood Creek's uh, streaming somewhere like that right now. So make an effort. I don't know. I, I thought they were pretty cool as far as monsters go. Anyway. All right, well, let's move on to the top 
most gratifying deaths of douchebags in horror movies. Now, this is like actually kind of a hard one, but uh-huh. those that like that did come up immediately were like, oh yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> um, who was your first pick? Uh, I will say my first pick is uh, Miss Carmundy, Marsha Gay Harden in The Mist. Uh, for one thing, I am very intolerant of intolerant religious people. Yes. And seeing her get it was so fucking satisfying in that movie. <laughs> you spent most of the movie uh, waiting for her to get, get, get stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And she's great in it. I mean, like, next to... Oscar uh, winner, Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, indeed. Next to, uh, what's her name in the... Th- Third Harry Potter movie? It was who was playing the, 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 the Defense Against the Dark Arch teacher who was like a 50s housewife. Russ. Got me. Uh, I don't know. It's like the creepiest villain in that whole series. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that whole like housewife who's evil yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a very satisfying. Uh, I picked uh, Paris Hilton in House of Wax. Which I've still not seen. I've heard that's actually well worth uh, seeing. It's not a great flick. I would I disagree that it is a must-see, but um, uh, Paris Hilton, and you're waiting for it, and the filmmakers know you're waiting for it, and they build to it, and uh, yeah, she gets like a, a spike in her head. Is that mainly not because of her character so much as the fact that we all want to see Paris, Paris Hilton, Hilton get a spike yeah, they know. Head. They know that you're sort of waiting for her to get whacked, yeah. and, they, and they have a really satisfying... I hope whack. we get to the point, like... That where Donald Trump has lost so much money that he has to appear in horror movies just so people can see him get Let's it terribly. So. <laughs> Where's that Kickstarter? Seriously, uh, Russ, did you want to pick another? Um, and then we said, uh, uh, yes, uh, Matthew Lillard in Scream when he finally. Oh yeah, that's his. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He just because like he's Matthew Lillard show up too. And drink your beer and mac on your girlfriend. So I really couldn't wait. Weirdly, he has the most the scene, the line I remember the most about that movie. It was like, "I'll be right back." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, and just another reason you're just dying for him to get stuck. Uh, I'm gonna throw in Captain Rhodes from Day of the Dead. The, who's the scumbag military that's, leader who's sort of warring with the scientists in their underground lair. When he, uh, his actual death, despite the fact that you can't wait for him to die, right. his actual death is one of the most visceral and disturbing ones in any horror film ever. As the zombies, as he's fully conscious, pull him apart and start eating his guts right in front of him. Right. And the, the shot is just like this full on, you see both that and his face as he's trying to grab his guts back, you know? Oh. Really freaky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> um, I picked... Uh, Travolta and uh, Nancy Allen in Carrie. They are super dickheads. And, yeah. Like, yeah. They get they get theirs big I time. I always forget that Travolta is the is the, the asshole character in yeah. that film. Yeah. And, and yeah, he gets it big They get blowed up. Yeah, they get blowed up real good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Roach, which was Thomas Hayden Church in Demon Knight. Okay, yeah. Uh, I was like, doing research a bunch of people mentioned it. I forgot that he's that big of a dickhead in the in the Oh yeah, he's like the huge I mean he's it's a very Thomas Hayden Church type role. Yeah. You know, early in his career anyway, where he's like, yeah, this total double-dealing slime ball who you're like, yeah, even the devil is like, okay, hold on, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to kill you all, but this guy's going to get my special attention. <laughs> uh, Demon Knight, another underrated. I was going to say, I'm yeah. very glad we brought that in this discussion. Demon Knight is a, a wonderful little fun horror movie that's almost a horror comedy. You could arguably throw it into the horror I comedy would. genre. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's got great 
really creative kills in it. It's got a wonderful cast. It's it's a movie that is way better than it has any right to yeah, be. Yeah, anything that starts with Tales from the Crypt Presents <laughs> as a film probably doesn't deserve to Especially be that good. Especially if you've seen Bordello of Blood. Yeah, which, which does have a few funny bits. I, I don't mind that one either. And in fact, I think I was disappointed because there were supposed to be three. Yeah. And they never made the third one. Well, like I said, the, the, the first one was great. The second one wasn't great, but it had enough good stuff that it was fun to watch. And right. I, I would have gladly gone to see a third one. But eh, I, I wonder if Tales from the Hood counts. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It counts for everything. Uh, what other ones are you going to pick? Uh, actually, I think that's everything I had on my list. Um, I had Harry Cooper and Night of the Living Dead. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because boy, yeah, he's he just to, that guy needs to go. Yeah, and he went. He went out worse. He just, he needs like, to get, eaten by his own daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, because he goes down to the, the thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, and then uh, someone had mentioned. Uh, um, Paul Reiser and Aliens. You know, here's why I... I don't know that I consider that to be a horror film. I, I do. I mean, it's horror action, definitely. Right. Action, horror, whatever. But I don't count that because it wasn't satisfying. Because, like, he shows up, and yes, we want him to die. And what, you're going to kill that motherfucker off screen, seriously? Right. After all that, we get no sense of, like... Because there's a lot of gore in that movie, a lot of very violent on-screen deaths, and that guy's the guy who dies well, off-screen? If I remember correctly, the deleted scene <laughs> was that she discovers him webbed up. That's right. And yeah. he's been impregnated, and she leaves him with the grenade and says, you do what you gotta do. I don't even remember. Did, did they? Okay. I don't, I don't think know. that's in the cut, but I think it's, that I, I don't think it's even in the... I'm sure it's not even in the director's yeah, cut. Yeah, I think they still so. cut it out, but I think they filmed it. I think there was an alternate scene. Even then, that wouldn't have been as it's satisfying. Not satisfying. No, yeah. It's not satisfying. I agree. All right, is that it for uh, Deep yeah. Uh Now, the, I know the last categories you guys put together a list, and I didn't. So okay. let's hear what you had to say about the movies, horror movies you'd like to see get a remake. Okay, so um, uh, this is this was kind of I, I, Russ. Russ was kind of like he was. I, this one is just a movie that has never worked for me, and they've already remade it, which was The Omen. I don't like the original. I think it's kind of dopey. I think the second one was kind of... It's de- literally the exact same script. Yeah. I, think they, I think it was made during the writer's strike, so they used page for page the same script. It's a slightly more well-made film, uh, at least as far as direction. Well, the or, first time they really deviate from it at all is with the fourth one, which is an interesting idea, but it, the budget was so cheap at that point, it, was right. like, it just looked terrible. But I just think The Omen, there's an opportunity to make a really great flick, and neither one is really that good. I think they're kind of dopey. I think they're kind of uh, over, overdone, melodramatic. So I don't know. There's just something about that one that I think like finding out that your kid is the son of the devil is there's so much potential and both those movies are sort of silly okay uh russ did you want to pick another one um what do we got here uh, <laughs> movies to be remade oh uh i would say uh the serpent and the rainbow oh is, okay uh, a really great premise a really great idea for a uh, horror movie and, and i think uh, an okay uh west craven movie uh one that i i sort of like it's a low I, standard I, yeah I, I think it's great until they the end where they do this thing like oh now i can command the through the is it a hallucination is it yeah, don't they, like, real have, like spirits that fight yeah i'm like it gets really stupid in the last like right. 10 minutes but so I, a movie that has real potential i think to be uh, just the idea that i think the setup that you would bring somebody in and say you're this spiritual adventurer guy or scientist, and he's, you know, here's this guy, he was our employee, he's dead, here he is six months uh, later, and he's alive walking the streets. Can you go down there and figure out what's going on? Right. And, uh, but unfortunately... In a great setting. Yeah. In, in Haiti and all that. And Bill Pullman. Yeah. Bill Pullman's great. Who's but, so good at it. I mean, the, just the, 
the concept that the, the you know I know a lot of people won't watch that movie because they know about the big scene where he's been given a drug that paralyzes him, gives him hallucinations, and makes him have the appearance of being totally dead, and you see through his eyes as he's buried alive. I know people who say, fuck that, I'm never watching that movie. That, to me, is one of the scariest scenes ever. Again, a film ripe for reinterpretation. And and Craven was starting, uh, before he passed away, it looked like he was starting to go back through his catalog and produce these, these sort of, you know, higher budgeted remakes of his films. And that was one I was hoping he would get to. Yeah. But I guess... Um, I, I have to say Pumpkinhead. Which I still haven't seen. Oh, my God. Okay, so Pumpkinhead, I've seen... Not like great Pumpkinhead. creature. Great. I've seen the creature because yeah, I used to subscribe to Fangoria. setup. The setup's neat, which is that you call forth Pumpkinhead to enact revenge. And it's sort of like almost like an urban legend. You call forth Pumpkinhead, but if, as, it, as the more revenge Pumpkinhead takes, the more it changes you. Mm. And I think eventually uh, you turn into Pumpkinhead or something. And like you, that. you feel the effects. You of feel the revenge. effects of the revenge. You, okay. you sort of live it. So there was a lot going on there, but the movie's not... And I think it was directed by Stan Winston? Yes. It yeah. was the only movie directed not by Stan great, Winston, I believe. Just, it's sort of a clunky, junky, late 80s movie. It's, it doesn't have a lot of good narrative drive. But the ideas are there for a sort of scary, urban legend type, you know, the, the price of revenge horror movie. And uh, it's just not not a great flick, but I, I feel like there's a lot going on. Great name, too. Uh, I would also like to point out, I've seen Pumpkinhead 2, Blood Wings, which also features... Uh, your <laughs> dedicated like man. Presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's brother-in-law, Roger Clinton... Um, and I would say uh, never see that movie. Again. <laughs> this is a fucking that terrible movie. Are, there, are there actual wings of blood in the movie? You know, I think I must have said that the whole time. Like, okay, they're going to be blood wings, or like, they're actually, yeah, no, it's a total well, I'm out then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you want to mention? I know you liked. Oh, uh, and uh, getting back to to Clive Barker, uh, Lord of Illusions, which is I think another really great uh, setup for a movie with some good stuff in it. Um, that I think it could be a really cool TV show, actually. Okay. I could see that, too. Uh, the movie doesn't work. The, no, the movie... Uh, it never uh, really has... A, there's not really a movie. Yeah. It's, and it doesn't really follow through, I think, unfortunately, on its premise of mm-hmm. the supernatural investigator. I think that's sort of where it falls Investigating, like, a giant magician who's or who may have called forth, like, the bad bad stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there. It's all these cool ideas, but it's not... It's a junkie movie. Uh, and I want to mention... Pretty much every Stephen King movie ever, I would like to see a better movie. <laughs> well, but the except for the ones that are great. Yeah, some are. Some are, but uh, Russ and I specifically picked out Silver Bullet. Since okay. We we're speaking of werewolf movies, and there's not too many great werewolf movies. Uh, Silver Bullet is pretty neat. If you've read the book Cycle of the Werewolf, there's a lot of cool stuff going on there, and the movie has some of it in there, but. It's not a great movie. No. Um, it's a fun book, though. Right. With full color illustrations. By in Bernie Rice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that one out. Uh, Pet Cemetery desperately needs a, a proper remake because um, that was a really mediocre version still, of a great book. Uh, it features one of the scenes that has freaked me out more than I would say probably the single scariest scene I've ever seen in a movie, which was the scenes with the uh, with the sister who has uh, meningitis. They are utterly terrifying to me. Even now, I didn't <laughs> want to rewatch. I watched them twenty years later, and I did not want to rewatch them. Um, but the premise is really terrific, and it could really really do great without like say the dead jogger ghost and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it, but it's crying out for a great reason. It's weird they haven't touched that one. That seems like one they would have already started. And on. then Russ wanted to mention uh, the dark half, the dark, which again I think is a, a great premise, great setup uh, for a story. 
And and it's one of those movies that every time I try and rewatch it, I'm like, maybe it was better than I remember. And it, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Which is too bad because it's King and uh, Romero and and Tim Hutton, who's another actor I really like. Um, so again, a movie I'm sort of surprised has somebody hasn't tried to go back and, and redo. And I just want to throw out uh, Killbots, aka Chopping Mall. Oh Jesus! If you, if you haven't seen I, that one, that one doesn't need a reboot. Why isn't that the greatest movie ever? It Trapped is. It Shopping is the greatest movie ever with robot. Like uh, yeah, but people watch it now and they're like, "What's a mall?" <laughs> that's okay. That's fair. That's a good point. I don't know. I feel like in the age of drones and high security and iPhones, you have a, there's a there's a there's a techno fear movie to be made of, of shopping mall. Yeah, maybe so. Very different, obviously. Yeah. And I say two of the greatest titles ever for a movie. Yeah. I can't decide which one I love. Yeah, yeah. is it Killbots or Shopping Mall? Uh, I mentioned Earth Dice Screaming earlier. Actually, as we were reviewing that, I was saying this would be so perfect to remake. Uh, the idea being, the movie starts. And 99% of the Earth has just died. They've Did they die just died. No, we don't know. Okay. I think it's a gas attack, so they just kind of fall asleep. But there's just dead bodies what all over the off. place. And then there's a few survivors who are trying to figure out how they survived. And then, you know, that as if that isn't bad enough, then the aliens themselves show up. And the problem is, is that the aliens are really fucking clunky and stupid. They're like, they're, it's a robot. Like outer limits. Type. It's a robot in a space suit, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> right. And they move super slow and they're hyper unaware of anything that's going on. And they don't become creepy until you realize once they touch a dead body, they can reanimate it and bring it back under their control, and then they've got totally white eyes and stuff, and coming after them also slowly. But I think that that base concept and the way that it starts building with the new elements is kind of cool, and you could do a, we're gonna do this, but make it super scary. Yeah, I think you could totally do that. Wow. Alright, I'd go with that one. And most of mine are always like films that are generally either much older films that were kind of minor classics but are, are still great, or newer films that definitely sucked but had a good idea. Right. <laughs> I, that's that's usually the, the criteria. I I I you know what I was just thinking of right now was a uh, Blood Planet, the Mario Bava. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that you know these was it also called Planet of the Vampires. Or Planet of Vampires, yeah. and, and I feel like that that premise is another premise that uh, uh, I think could be. Sort of beautifully done now. Yeah, I wish they'd remake Life Force with my choice of actress to play the lead woman. That's right. (laughs) What? Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) You haven't. Yeah, that's one that. Do you think that, now, a great you want to talk about batshit movies? Oh yeah, Life do you Force. think there's a great no pun movie intended to be made there? Is that one that could that yeah. somebody could potentially remake and uh, do something? Yeah, I mean, one problem is they would never do it with as much satisfying nudity as that first one had, which is <laughs> very, very satisfying. It is it's almost yeah, it's an extravagant amount of nudity. And Patrick Stewart like making out with the main lead character who's possessed by her, wow. like that's such an awkward but kind of awesome sequence. I mean, the whole movie is awkward, but. There's so much good stuff in it. Yeah. What's Matilda it? May, that's her name. Yeah, Space Vampires. Yeah. Based on a book called The Space Vampires. Basically what we're saying is not enough space vampire movies yes, being made. Yes, that's what we're saying. That's or the remade. Con- or remade. That's the conclusion we've come to. All right, let's go to the last topic, which is top movies where everybody dies. Uh, and okay. I mean, did you have a list? Dawn of the Dead is uh, the first thing that comes to my head. Do, okay, so which one? The, the remake. Yeah, the remake. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because well. they don't all die in the uh, right. the original. Okay, I was I was making sure. I mean, I maybe they do, but I we mean, never find out. Eventually, they're yeah. going to die. Well, yes, <laughs> at some point. human beings. <laughs> um, the other ones uh, I thought of was uh, uh, the Descent. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen, I mean, if you haven't seen that, I don't think that's come up. Depends on which ending you watch. That is true. That is true. I was going with the theatrical ending because that is the one that I watched first. So, okay. Um, I would say the descent. And by the way, if, speaking of horror movies, if you haven't seen that, you need to rectify that immediately. That is it's, it. It is. Flick. I actually like the sequel too, and a lot of people don't. I actually really like I've, the sequel I've heard though. That the sequel's a decent flick. I thought it was really good. Really, I tried. I, I got through about ten minutes. Uh, well, maybe that wasn't enough trying. All maybe right, they yeah. just didn't get to enough descending. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not sure ten minutes really is a is a thorough glimpse. It all depends on the movie. <laughs> what was it? What else did you have? Uh, I, I like I said, these last two I didn't write anything down. Uh, we had so. Final Destination, the did, first one. Did they all die in the first? Remember one? the giant signs falling at the end. But they could have gotten out of it. I don't. Think oh so. no, they did not all die because what? one of them returned for the second one. Well, in the movie, in the original. I'm just saying. All right, that's fair. Wreck was another one we picked. Wreck is... Wreck is if you, you said the Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original. Yes, Night of the Living Dead, and absolutely. And then this is the end. Hell, the bulk of zombie films ever made. Yeah. Yeah. They generally, but this is the end. end. Uh, I Have I told you my idea for a sequel to This is the End? Should I, you say it on, on the air? Uh, uh, nobody's giving me a screenwriting deal anytime okay. soon. Uh, so, and I think this is kind of brilliant. So, it's another... It's the same cast... Hyper exaggerated versions of their characters, except in a slightly different way, where they are on a promotional tour for their movie This Is the End, and they go to Japan, and there's a giant kaiju attack. <laughs> that is fucking great. Isn't that awesome? I want to watch that movie. <laughs> Hey, I want to watch that more than I wanted to watch Shin Godzilla. Yes. Ugh. Sorry, right, Matt Frank. All right, well, I guess uh, hopefully we answered somebody's question. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'd like to know from you guys who listen to this podcast. If you have – I would love to see you give us challenges for the future, more lists to discuss, or even just specific topics, whatever, that have to do with horror movies. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. yeah. Give us some fun. more doom to deliberate over, and we'll be back. <laughs> uh, as well as I'm sure we'll also bring – Bring on some more guest stars. I certainly have a lot of people in my life who are wildly knowledgeable about horror films or even have been in some. So well, We set a high bar, but yeah, hopefully I get somebody on. True. So anyway, yeah, we'll be back uh, eventually with more episodes of this. Thank you for becoming being a subscriber, and thanks for listening to oneofus.net, and thanks to the Summers Brothers.